This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Good morning, I'm Jim Lang, and welcome to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Well, believe it or not, the long-awaited Triple Crown Trail ends today as Belmont Park hosts the third and final leg, the Belmont Stakes. Of note that today's race features the Kentucky Derby winner, Rich Strike, who will square off against seven of the three-year-olds, including two from the top pleasure barn, Mo Donegal and the Philly Nest, who will try to do something that Rags the Riches did in 2007 at Belmont, a Philly defeating the Colts. So it can't happen. Want another interesting tidbit on this? Well, when Rags the Riches won in 2007, she defeated a horse who went on to greatness both on the track and as a sire, that being Curlin, who just happens to be the sire of Nest. You just never know. Well, friend of the show, Keith McCallman, who is Senior Manager of Communications for the New York Racing Association, or Naira, joins us again on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. And for those that are new to the show, Keith spent several years working for Woodbine in their marketing communications department, where he was an award-winning horse racing rider. Keith is also a pretty good handicapper, and today we will have him give us his analysis of today's Belmont and some of the other races that make up the good undercard of the New York track. That's cool. Also, it won't be long until Naira's famed Saratoga Racecourse opens, and Keith will bring us up to date on how things are going for their July opening day. In addition, well... If you're a standard racing follower during the days of Greenwood, you probably notice a driver with green and gold driving silk standing in the winner's circle quite often, as those colors belong to Hall of Fame harness driver Steve Condren. Steve, who retired with 6,621 wins and purse earnings of nearly $110 million, was inducted into the Canadian Horse Racing Hall of Fame in 2011 and just this past April was welcomed into the Milton Walk of Fame. Steve, who won his first race at the now-defunct Orangeville Raceway in 1977, is synonymous for winning some of the biggest races during his career, including goalie Jeff in the North American Cup and competed on the wake circuit for more than 30 years. In between 1984 and 2010, he recorded, get this, 27 consecutive $2 million plus seasons. He's also notable for winning the last interbred race ever conducted at Toronto's Greenwood Raceway and for setting what was then a WEG circuit record with 374 wins in 1987. This Sunday, Steve will be participating at Clinton Raceway's Legends Day, which will see a who's who of harness racing take part in the track's regular feature. And surely we will talk with Steve and get caught up with us. Harness Racing Superstar. Also, today we will, what would a show be without a visit from Harness Handicapper Garnet Barnsdale, who will talk about tonight's racing at Woodbine Mohawk Park, which includes the eliminations for next Saturday's final of the North American Cup and the Fan Hanover Stakes for three-year-old fillies. Garnet will also look at some of the other races on tonight's Mohawk card and probably give us a couple betting nuggets to help you in your Woodbine Mohawk Park handicapping. Nice. And finally, while he's back, co-host Larry Simpson will once again try to sniff out some potential betting gems at Wood by Mohawk Park and some of the other North American tracks that are racing today with our Ponies Picks Today, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. It's going to be a great show, so you better get your HPI and Dark Horse accounts ready to go for some heavy-duty action today. When we come back, my co-host Larry Simpson will join us as we catch up on some recent horse racing news. This is Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. More from the track when we come back on 105.9 The Region. Go from Dark Horse to Winner. Dark Horse is Woodbine's new easy-to-use betting app that brings the thrill of the track right to you. Its AI-powered insights and strategies help you make smarter bets straight out of the gate. 
feel the excitement of live streamed horse races wherever you go. Get $30 to start betting when you sign up today using promo code GET30. Download the app for free at PlayDarkHorse.com. Available on Android and Apple devices. The Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association of Ontario, the HBPA, has represented thoroughbred owners and trainers at Woodbine and Fort Erie racetracks since 1950. The HBPA provides members and their hardworking employees with medical insurance, pensions, benevolence, negotiations with racetracks and government, and provides vital industry information to the horse people. For more information on the HBPA of Ontario, please visit our website at hbpa.on.ca. Lymphoma Canada and Ponies 24-7 recommend that you don't horse around with lymphoma. Lymphoma affects the lymphatic system of both horses and humans, and currently there are over 100,000 Canadians living with the disease. Lymphoma is also the most common cancer diagnosis for adolescents and young adults. Visit lymphoma.ca slash ponies to donate to the Don't Horse Around with Lymphoma campaign. With your help, we can promote early detection, assist newly diagnosed patients, and support lymphoma research. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. I'm Jim Lang, and let me introduce to you my co-host, the uh, the expert and quasi-god on all things ponies, Larry Simpson. <laughs> Larry, how are you? I'm doing okay. How about you? Good. It's the Belmont. Uh, it was a couple days ago, we had the anniversary of Secretariat of the Belmont Stakes, and it's always a special race. Uh, whether a Triple Crown is on the line or not, it's the third leg, the final leg of the Triple Crown, and a lot of people have seen if Rich Strike can recreate its magic from the Kentucky Derby. Well, he's been training well since the uh, the derby and apparently he's trained well over the Belmont surface too so he might not be a one trick pony just being a, a Churchill Downs horse so it's going to be interesting to see today much smaller field only eight horses for this race today mm-hmm. and I think we've seen that since the Kentucky Derby the, the there's been the fallout of the the horses and that and uh, um, you know and that, and that that Usually is what happens. Uh, you know, they'll they'll race, and if they they find that they're not that good enough, then you know they'll they'll put them in an allowance race or um, a cheaper stakes race down the road. So a horse you've talked about a lot, Mo Donegal, five to two, along with Creative Minister Nest, We the People, and one of the great horse names ever, Skippy Longstocking, at twenty to one. So um, an interesting field to say the least. It's interesting. I. I like Skippy Longstockings in the Preakness, actually. I, I gave him a little bit of uh, consideration, but uh, um, I don't know. He just didn't seem to fire or just uh, didn't. Well, the, the pace, I guess, was a little bit slow, and the horses just weren't closing that, that well from the back and that. So, uh, But I still, uh, I've said since the Kentucky Derby that uh, I thought Mo Donegal was a, a Belmont Stakes horse. And with his uh, stretch clothes that, that he's shown in the past, he likes the surface, he likes the track, so I kind of like him still. As we uh, will speak to Keith McCalmon in just a second, there's also an, a pretty significant undercard in this race. Yeah, there's uh, several stakes races, uh, lots of graded stakes races, and uh, some uh, turf uh, stakes races, which are, are always exciting. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a good day of racing. Well, friend of the show, Keith McCalma, joins us again on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Keith is Senior Manager of Communications for the New York Racing Association, or NIRA. 
And today, not only is Naira hosting the Belmont Stakes at their Belmont Racetrack, there's also home to some serious undercard action, including eight other stakes events, including the One Million Hillendale Metropolitan Stakes. Keith, as always, welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to have you on. Thank you, gentlemen. I really appreciate uh, you having me on the show. And uh, yeah, it's a really exciting day of racing here. We got eight grade ones lined up, and the Met Mile as you just alluded to, is shaping up to be a heavyweight bout with the flight line speaker's corner uh, in advance of the Belmont Stakes. Well, before we get to some of the undercard, Larry's very excited about it. The Belmont, the third leg of the Triple Crown, eight horses entered, including Rich Strike, the winner of the Kentucky Derby. Larry and I look at this and find it a very interesting field, and there could be potential for some interesting results at the end of this race. Yeah, you know what? This Rich Strike was 80 to 1 in the Derby, second longest price in the history of that race in 148 years. He will be nowhere close to that on Saturday afternoon here. Uh, he has been here for 10 days now, and he's made an incredible appearance in the morning. It seems like he's just blossomed and grown in confidence since the win. And the DRF guys who are out here clocking and watching the horses train in the morning, they're all over him. So I'm expecting he might be. He's seven to two on the morning line. He might be shorter than that come post time. Hmm. So you'll find out if he's for real. If the if the Kentucky Derby was was for real, eh? You know, it's this. This is the acid test for him. He's got to prove it now. People want to see it for a second time. He was fortunate in the Derby that they went an absolutely insane early pace in that race, and uh, there was no way any of the front runners were going to hang on after going through the fractions they did. 45 and change, uh, 110 and change for a mile and a quarter. It's not sustainable. So someone had to come from the back. And he worked out an incredible trip. If you have the opportunity to watch the overhead replay of Sonny Leon guiding that horse in between horses and diving to the rail and then angling back out, it was like, you know, your morning commute driving through traffic and hitting every green light and everything just went your way. Well, Keith, I mean, Larry's been talking about Mo Donegal for weeks, along with Nest and Rich Strike, or or our creative monster, and we the people, some big competitors for Rich Strike. I mean, if Rich Strike wins this race, Rich Strike's going to earn it. Yeah, this is no gimme. Uh, It is eight horses. It's not the 20 horses that were in the Derby, but these are horses who who have been pointing to this race specifically because of the mile and a half distance. It's a stamina test. And We the People, who is the morning line favorite, won the Peter Pan here, which is the traditional local prep for, for, the, uh, for the Belmont Stakes. And he dusted that field by 10-plus lengths. He's training lights out. A lot of people are going to like him. Mo Donegal, who Larry and I both like, uh, had a very wide trip in the Kentucky Derby. He was 11 wide coming down the stretch as Rich Strike was diving to the rail, saving ground. And there wasn't that much between them at the end. So Mo Donegal doesn't have to worry about being that wide in, in this race. I think he works out a trip under Irad Ortiz Jr. But you do have the side story with We the People being uh, partially bought by uh, Bobby Flay, Celebrity Chef, eh? And uh, for those people that like Omen, Bobby Flay bought into Creator right before right. he won the Belmont. So this is uh, history could be repeating itself. I mean, take a look at the undercard. What are some of the horses or races that jump out at you as something we should all keep our eye on, Keith? Um, to me, the the race that everyone is looking forward to is the Met Mile. We have the California Invader Flight Line, 
This horse posted a 118 buyer winning the Malibu last year. That is the highest speed figure of any horse in North America last season. He's squaring off against Speaker's Corner, who ran a 114 buyer last out, winning the Grade 1 Carter. And that is the current fastest buyer speed figure for this year. So this is like tail of the tape, the 100-meter dash at the Olympics. These are the two heavyweights lined up, and we want to see who's the fastest. And to add a little bit of drama to it, the, the reigning Breeders' Cup sprint winner, Aloha West, who's a closer, is going to sit right behind them. So we got a heavyweight battle up front, and one guy waiting to see, can I come pick up the pieces? And can you throw Happy Saver out? <laughs> I do not like to dismiss anything from the barn of Hall of Fame trainer uh, Todd Pletcher, but I would be surprised if, if he had the get-up-and-go to close in, in, the, in a one-mile race like this. I had the opportunity to speak with, uh, with Bill Mott, trainer of Speaker's Corner, earlier this week. And uh, we were asking him, will you go head-and-head with Flightline? Because they're both front-running horses. And he looked us right in the eye and said, you can't let him go. If you let this horse open up a six-length lead, he's going to keep going. So I really do think we're going to see two sprinters just knock it out, except they've got to stretch it to a mile. It's really going to be exciting. Can't wait. What about the Brooklyn Invitational? Brooklyn, another another stamina test race where Todd's entered uh, three horses in there, but they're all trying to beat Lone Rock, who's sort of the, uh, the he's the, the best long-running dirt horse in North America right now. Uh, and, and the defending champ, he's the one to beat. Um, but you've got to deal with the fact that Pletcher's got three. So he's going to have Pace up, up front with First Constitution and a couple others and Fearless, who's trying this distance for the first time, and then Portos, who's a, a bit of a plotter, trying to, to pick up the pieces. But it's tough when you're the, the one with the target on your back, and that's certainly what Lone Rock is in this race. And then you got the Woody Stevens. You know, it, it just goes on and on. Like Jack Christopher, he's undefeated. <laughs> Uh, you know, Papa Cap, uh, Mark Cassie had, you know, Kentucky Derby aspirations for him. Uh, and then you've got, uh, Morello, Morello, you know, the New York connections had, uh, great hopes for him in the Derby. So, uh, that's going to be a good race as well. Jack Christopher, um, is undefeated in three starts. He won the, uh, the champagne here last year and just a phenomenal performance. He unfortunately scratched on the, on, the, on the day before the Breeders' Cup and did not get to race. And uh, he's overcome a couple little issues. But this horse may be the best three-year-old in the country. Chad, trainer Chad Brown wants to stretch this horse out after this race. This is one of these things where if this horse had been right and if things had gone his way, he might have been the derby winner. Instead, he's going to try this race going seven furlongs this weekend, and maybe we'll see him at the Travers later this summer. And then we have Saratoga, one of the more famed racetracks in North America, opening soon in July. Uh, is it going to be full capacity, all limits lifted? Is it going to be all systems go at Saratoga this summer? All systems go at Saratoga. Uh, the meet opens July 14th for the 40-day meet through Labor Day. We've got a stakes race every day, the Travers, the Whitney. Um, it's, it's like going back 100 years in time. As, as the saying goes, uh, Saratoga is 100 miles and 100 years uh, from New York City. It is a beautiful place to watch racing. And uh, now that the borders are open back up, you really have to make the journey if you've never been here before. Indeed, Larry. Yeah, well, what's the attraction, do you think, uh, uh, about Saratoga? Like, 
I've been there a lot. You've been there. Uh, every, anybody that you talk to, they want to go to Saratoga. What is that attraction? It's just steeped in history, and uh, I, I liken it to, uh, it's like a baseball fantasy camp. Um, it's such a small town with sort of the one main drag, but you go out for dinner after the races, and sitting at the table next to you could be a Hall of Fame trainer, and the next table over will be a couple of jockeys. This town exists. Um, its, its economy is really boosted through the summer by racing, and fans and, and participants in the sport flock there for the two months that we're down there. Um, but on top of all that, the best horses in the world want to win there. So you get the best of the best for two months. Um, you, it's, it's hard to describe until you've been there, but if you have the opportunity to come, maybe hang out in the morning, do a backstretch tour, it's, it really is like going back in time. Well, I mean, it opened in 1863, and visually, it's like something out of the movies. Yeah, it, it's uh, in a way, it's it's like you're watching the races in sepia tone uh, sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You forget, to, <laughs> you know, you, you can lose yourself in the moment. And uh, I, I, I'm lucky enough to live there through the summer working uh, for, for the New York Racing Association. And I try not to lose sight of the fact that these horses you see winning the grade one Travers and the grade one Whitney are horses that are going to be talked about 10 years from now, 30 years from now, 50 years from now. It's such an honor to be a part of it and to, to with all the trainers and jockeys that are there with you. But the Saratoga meet, uh, Keith, not only means a lot to horse racing, it means a lot to the, uh, I guess you'd call it a city, the city of Saratoga or the town of uh, Saratoga. It, it means a lot to the businesses there because that's where they make all their money, really, right, during the, the meeting. Yeah, uh, the city of Saratoga Springs is, is a, a great, uh, beautiful city, uh, we, we partner with a lot of the organizations and a lot of the, the, a lot of the businesses, um, you know, thrive during that summer meet for sure. And the, it livens up the, the nightlife and the bars and restaurants there are, are, are second to none. And uh, you, you can't have a bad time when you go to Saratoga in the summer. It really is. A, I mean, it's only six and a half hour drive from Toronto. So if you're looking for a weekend getaway in the summer and you like horse racing, it's it's pretty much perfect. Yeah. And you can stop at Fort Erie on the way. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and have a real horse racing weekend. I mean, I like how you work that in there. And it's something Larry and I were talking about. I mean, you're so steeped in the Naira and what you're doing there. Do you, do you ever miss Toronto at all? Oh, a hundred percent. You know, it, the Queens played every year. I, I always make sure I get a chance to watch it. And it's, it's really hard for me um, in some ways not to be there and be a part of that racing because I, I love it so much. And that's where I got my start. And uh, it was great here last summer because the Queens plate winner safe conduct was, was trained by here in New York at Belmont by Phil Serpy. And I was actually out at Saratoga and watched the horse had his final work on the turf and so I was video, videoing all these uh, workouts and sending them out on my Twitter account and tagging all the Canadians that I knew back home. And uh, he went on and won the race, and it was, it was kind of nice to be a part of it again. But uh, I'm really proud of, of what Woodbine's doing and uh, how they've not only survived but persevered and flourished through the pandemic. And, you know, I, I really, really hope they continue to thrive. Okay, you, you basically analyzed all the stakes races uh, today at, uh, at Belmont. Now we're going to get you to put your handicapping hat on. Now give us a couple of winners. 
Oh boy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> in uh, the grade one Manhattan, Chad Brown's got four horses in there. He is, uh, I think he's got a really good shot with Adamo. This is a group stakes winner in France. Um, I don't think he really liked that Churchill course last time out, and he's training very well. I expect we'll have a, a nice, firm, fast turf course on Saturday. So Adamo for, for Chad Brown is one I'm looking to, to bet on the win end. And I think Rock Emperor, yet another Chad Brown horse in the Manhattan, could be the one to complete the exacta. So a little little bit of an exacta box in those two is, is might be one way uh, to get some money ahead of the uh, the Belmont Stakes. I love it. Hey, get Bobby Flay to make you some food. I mean, Keith, you're doing all this work. You're helping us. The guy's there. I mean, at least he can make you a meal or something. <laughs> Bob, Bobby Flay is a great racing fan. Not only does he own and breed, uh, you know, these great racehorses, but he, he's a better too. He's actually taking part in uh, in the Belmont Stakes betting challenge here at the card oh. on the day. So. He's got his hand in a lot of pies. I love it, Keith. Thank you so much. Larry and I are, are big uh, fans of Team Keith. You do great work and uh, continued success. We look forward to having you on the show again sometime down the road. Thanks very much, gentlemen. Best of luck, everyone, today. We'll return. Stay tuned. Can't wait. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Follow us on Twitter at 1059theregion. We'll be right back. Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with HBIBet.com, the number one betting site for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 500 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to HPIBet.com to join for free today. COSA, the Central Ontario Standard Bread Association, proudly serving Ontario horse people. COSA, helping to ensure and support a collaborative and vibrant harness racing industry based on integrity and accountability. For more information, please visit the COSA website at COSAonline.com or call 905-854-2672. Ontario Racing, the excitement of thoroughbred, standard bred, and quarter horse racing at 15 racetracks. We are the voice of the Ontario horse racing industry, and we direct breed improvement programs, set annual race dates, and work on attracting new horse owners and race fans. Ontario Racing is committed to supporting a vibrant industry with one vision, working together for a stronger horse racing community. To get your horsepower, go to OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing, three breeds. One vision. This is 1059 The Region. Ponies 24 7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. All right, welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Well, this Sunday, Clinton Racetrack will be hosting their annual Legends Day, which brings together some of North America's top harness drivers competing in the special, this is cool, $15,000 Legends Day trot. One driver competing, Steve Condren, who if you were a regular follower of Greenwood Mohawk Racetrack back in the day, you probably either cashed a lot of his tickets or got beat to the man in the green and gold driving silk. Steve, as always, welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to have you on. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So how did you get involved with the Legends Race? Tell us about it. Well, um, to get into it, you have to be um, nominated or elected to the Harness Racing, Canadian Harness Racing Hall of Fame. 
And uh, Clinton puts on um, what they call Legends Day, which is all Hall of Famer drivers. And, um, and Ian Fleming puts all that together, and it's just a nice day up in the country. It's beautiful up there, and it's uh, uh, usually in August. This year it's early, but um, for some reason or another, uh, it looks like we're going to have a good day. Steve, you retired with over 6,600 wins, including your first one at Orangeville Raceway. Do you remember that one? And what other ones that has some special significance for you? Well, it's funny you bring that up. I was thinking about that the other day. The horse's name was Farm Terra. It was my very first lifetime drive. It was, it was actually, my, I win my very first lifetime drive, so it was kind of cool. But uh, everybody asked me about horses over the years. I've driven some nice horses, but... There was an old war horse. He was a 6,000 claimer called Tusk Count Hanover. Kind of got me on a bit of a roll there years ago in Greenwood. I think I went six in a row with him. He was a 6,000 claimer. Every time somebody asked me about good horses, for some reason, it always sticks to my mind. For, you know, that's quite a few years ago now. You had a run of 27 consecutive $2 million-plus seasons as a driver. To have 10 straight years of that is remarkable. How do you prepare yourself physically and mentally to win that often, that consistently, for that long, Steve? Well, I don't know if you really prepare yourself. I mean, every race is different. Every situation is different. It's just like, I don't know, maybe I just had a knack for for uh, not making as many mistakes as other people, I guess. <laughs> I don't know how to put it. <laughs> Uh, back when you were driving too, a lot of your counterparts, they were going off to drive at the Meadowlands and that, was that something that you ever considered to do? Actually, I raced there quite a bit over the years. So I won a, I won a few nice races there over the years. I actually sent, um, a four horse stable there back, uh, when we were on strike years ago. Right. And, uh, had some luck there, but, uh, yeah, I competed there quite a bit. I drove into Hamiltonian a couple of times and... And, uh, you know, win a few, few overnight stake races there over the years. What did, what about goalie Jeff made it such a special horse? Well, that was back in, uh, 89, uh, win the North American cup with him. I kind of, I had a choice really of two horses in that race. And Carl Ungerman was part of order of, um, of, uh, goalie Jeff and that's, the Ungermans, you know, Irv Ungerman was the boxing promoter, and Carl, they had a uh, Royce DuPont uh, turkey and chicken business. Mm -hmm. And they were heavily in the horses back then, and um, Carl and I became good friends with my association when I worked for Tom Martandy. And um, I chose him over another horse, and he had the eight hole, and it just worked out. We ended up winning the race, so it was kind of good. Now, Sunday, you're driving in the uh, the Legends Trot. Is it is it difficult to prepare yourself for for this race? Because you're 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 not really driving competitively anymore, are you? No, I haven't driven in five years. Basically, I drove some qualifiers a few years ago in Florida, and um, I had a little bit of luck there. I think I ended up you know driving five qualifiers and ended up winning all five of them, which was pretty cool. <laughs> and I haven't driven a horse since, but. I've been active all winter, training young horses all winter here in Classy Lane Stables, just outside of Cambridge, Ontario. 
And uh, I've been in the bike quite a bit, getting horses ready to, um, young horses ready to baby race. But we call baby races basically cool. Just getting them ready to make their first starts. When you when you won as many races as you have for so long, so consistently, I mean, how tough was it to walk away from it? it I mean, you, you probably it's like, oh, just one more year. It's like an athlete. Like, how do you walk away and stop doing it, Steve? Well, I just remember when we were younger and uh, cursing the old guys out in the racetrack. And uh, <laughs> I, I became one of those old guys. So I said, before they start cursing me, it might be a good time to get it up. <laughs> 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 well, that's basically the, the, the gist of it all right there. You're uh, doing a lot of golfing, and you're, you're training at, uh, uh, doing some, what, training at Classy Lane? Uh, right. What else, what else are you keeping yourself occupied at? Well, my wife and I, we've got two gorgeous grandchildren. We spend a lot of time with them. And uh, and uh, it's just all the part of, um, you know, as we get older, we, we prioritize different things. And my grandchildren and uh, enjoying life a little bit. That's pretty well what we do. When you won that first race way back when at Orangeville, did you have a goal in mind, like I'll race 10 years, 15 years? Did, did you think how long you'd be doing this, Steve? Well, to be honest with you, I thought if I made it to 40, I'd be lucky as hell. <laughs> 40 years old racing. So, anyways, I ended up, you know, having basically 40 years of driving. So, it was... Uh, Funny how 40 kind of rings a bell, eh? I give it up at 40 and end up driving until I was 60, so that's pretty cool. It is cool. Yeah. When when you were starting out, Steve, one, what was it that got you interested in horse racing? Where did that horse racing, the harness racing interest come from? And was there somebody that kind of mentored you along that uh, you grew to idolize in that? Well, to be honest with you, um, uh, we moved to a farm uh, behind Mohawk Raceway when I was in grade six. And just down the road was uh, a harness racing operation run by the name of uh, Roy Given. And his son, Doug, uh, was there too. And uh, anyways, that's how I learned the business. And then um, I had some friends there on the, on the corner farm. And we were all in the horses together learning from the same type of thing. And end up being on the backstretch of Mohawk Raceway when I was, you know, 12, 13, 14 years old. So, you know, kind of mentored a little bit around different people then. And uh, when I thought about racing, um, you know, there was guys like Ron Fagan, Bill Wellwood, Ronnie Waples. And, you know, and then when the Grand Circuit came to town, you saw the Howdens, the Dancers, and the Joe O'Briens, and, and just the class of it all, just the way they presented themselves, which is something I was really interested in. You race as long as you have for those four decades, Steve, and successful. You must have met some neat people along the way. Was there a celebrity or an athlete or something you met along the way that you thought that was really neat? I didn't expect that in my life. Well, I met a lot of nice people over the years. Um, you know, I got to know Ty Domi pretty good at one time or another, and uh, he ended up with some horses over the years. And, and, uh, but generally, you know, you meet a lot of cool people, like, um, I don't know, uh, I forget his name now, but uh, he was a pitcher for the for the uh, Toronto Blue Jays for a while. He owned horses. You know, you get to meet a lot of different people over the years. 
Dan Plesak. Dan Plesak. Yeah. Big, big Dan standard Plesak. bread. Yeah. yeah. Dan Plesak, yeah. 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 And um, what's his name there? The uh, hockey commentator does the NBC Sports and the big races. Uh, trade play Eddie, for Toronto. Eddie Olchek. Eddie. With him. Eddie Olchek. Eddie Olchek. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, there's a, quite a few guys over the years. Yeah. You drove a lot of good good horses. Goalie Jeff, we just talked about. Who was the best that you drove? What, would it have been Goalie Jeff, or was there some other horse that was better? Well, um, it's, it's hard to put a number on. I, I drove um, Art Major, and he won the Confederation Cup for me. Uh, betting line as a two-year-old was a hell of a nice horse. Uh, you know, Liver Die over the years was a good horse. Cam Luck I drove. Uh, there was a lot of nice horses I drove. It's hard to put a a special on any one of them. I drove so many nice horses. Steve, an absolute pleasure. Uh, you, there's a reason why you're a Hall of Famer. All the best at, at Clinton and all the best uh, in your retirement with your grandkids and your golf game. Uh, thank you so much for doing this. We greatly appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, thanks. And um, all the best with the future endeavors for you guys. All the best. Take care. After the break, when we come back, friend of the show, Garnet Barnsdale, speaking to Standard Bread Harness Racing, will join us on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Stay tuned. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Live in Ontario? Ever dreamt about owning a racehorse? You need to take Ontario Racing's Horse Ownership 101 Virtual Seminars. Join horse racing expert Elisa Blow and learn about standard bred and thoroughbred ownership opportunities in Ontario with options for every price point. These free sessions are available in a one-on-one setting or as a group. For a list of seminar dates and to book your ownership seminar, go to ontarioracing.com horse ownership today. Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with HPIBet.com, the number one betting site for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 500 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to HPIBet.com to join for free today. Live harness racing continues at the Meadowlands Racetrack every Friday and Saturday evening with a post time of 6.20 p.m. The Big Games Championship meet is highlighted by the Meadowlands Pace on July 16th, and on August 6th, it's the famed $1 million Hamiltonian, headlining an exceptional day of stakes events with a special post time of 12 noon. Watch and wager on all of the Big M's exciting harness racing action through your HBI bet account and Dark Horse app and be part of the Meadowlands racing experience. Visit PlayMeadowlands.com for racing details. COSA, the Central Ontario Standard Bread Association, proudly serving Ontario horse people. COSA, helping to ensure and support a collaborative and vibrant harness racing industry based on integrity and accountability. For more information, please visit the COSA website at cosaonline.com or call 905-854-2672. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson.
Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Friend of the show, Garnet Barnsdale, joins us today to talk about the large card. I mean, very large card of racing at Woodbine Mohawk Park tonight. And earlier, Larry Simpson was able to spend a few minutes with Garnet and shed some light on tonight's eliminations for the North America Cup and fan Hanover stakes. Well, I'm joined again today by friend of the show, Garnet Barnsdale. And as a harness racing handicapper, Garnet works with Ontario Racing and is also an analyst for Daily Racing Forum's DRF Harness. Garnet, welcome back to the show. Always a pleasure to be on your show. Uh, Garnet, happy for, to be here. Great, great. It's great to have you again. Uh, you're, you're a friend of the show, obviously, right? So uh, uh, let's let's start, uh, Garnet. For people that are new to horse racing, how would you describe the art of handicapping? I would describe it as a as a as a puzzle, really, kind of like a brain teaser where. Uh, you know, you, you got to uh, you got to take into account a number of factors, which you kind of decide on yourself, or more most important in in coming up with who you think is going to win the race. But um, there's also also obviously the wagering component, and so, and and they're, while they're connected, they're also kind of separate too, right? Because you want to try and be able to find some kind of value uh, in the play you're making, and it's not always going to be found with the top pick with the horse you think is the most probable winner in the race as crazy as that sounds um you know that might be a little bit more advanced kind of handicapping and wagering but yeah it's 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 a puzzle it's and every race is a different puzzle with obviously with different outcomes but also perhaps different approaches to how you come up with um your wagers okay there's a pressing argument to garnet that handicapping is it an art or is it a science <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, I, I'm going to be very vanilla here and say I think it's a combination of both. Um, I think uh, you know if if you once you do it for years, you kind of get it down to a little bit of a science. Whereas you might have the same kind of approach of uh, narrowing down each race and eliminating non-contenders from the contenders. But then uh, the wagering part of it's kind of an art, right? Uh, coming up with good bets. It's important that you believe you're making good bets because obviously you're not going to win every one of them. Mm -hmm. But the, the goal is if you're a regular player to make a profit over the long, long haul. And, and that's easy to forget. Sometimes uh, people want, you know, instant gratification. We're, we're kind of in that era now. Right. And uh, I think you got to understand that you're not going to win all your bets. Don't be afraid to lose and uh, certain wagers and, and be afraid to take some risk. The higher the risk, the higher the reward. Okay. Speaking of the risk and the reward, uh, what do you look for in a race or a horse before making your selection? When I open a, a program, the first thing I look for is what changed from last week. So barn changes can be very important because obviously not all trainers are created equal. Some are better than others. Sometimes a barn change can have a positive effect or a negative effect on a horse. Um, did the horse's condition change? So if you think maybe, uh, you know, it had one start and it kind of needed that race, as they kind of say, to get tight for its next race, maybe its condition has improved this week or maybe it's declined. Uh, also, driver changes and in harness racing, especially post-position changes are critical. Um, you should know with each track you're playing which post-positions produce the highest number of winners compared to poor post-positions. And when that changes, a lot of times intent changes where horses, when, when they have a good post and they, the driver thinks they have an advantage, they'll try to send them to the front. Whereas opposed to um, if they're on the worst 
post, which in Mohawk's case would be post 10, closest to the outer rail where the barbecue pit is, uh, <laughs> you know, you might race more for a check. So um, the first thing I always look for is what's changed from the week before and then kind of go from there to try and narrow it down. Now, speaking of changes, obviously there's um, you do a lot of work with Ontario Racing and uh, obviously you're handicapping at Woodby Mohawk Park. So you've got various sizes of racetracks in that. So you have to take that into consideration, right? Because what may work at Woodbine Mohawk Park may not work at Georgian Downs, which is a 5.8, or at Clinton, which is a half-mile track, correct? Yeah, and they race a lot. They race differently. Uh, Mohawk Park, especially recently, is, is more, drivers take more of a patient approach. They try and sit in for as long as they can in it because the stretch is so long, right? So... The perception is um, they got more time to make their move on the leader, whereas the smaller tracks, a half-mile track like Clinton or the 5-8-mile track like uh, Georgian Downs, speed is very important. you got to be close to the front because there's so many turns. It's hard to make up ground on turns, right? So speed, the speed and, and horses that can make it to the front or race very close to the front is always important. How much is it driver and how much is it horse? always taught to you look at the driver changes and if you see a guy like Doug McNair has been listed on three different horses and he selects one of them that that's a good play you know because basically a third of, of the horses in the field he, he could have been on so do you, do you take that into consideration at all? I do I take it into consideration I don't think it's uh, it's a be all and end all I mean sometimes these guys pick wrong just like we do right they're, <laughs> they're, they're handicapping too but um, you know, they also know the horses. Chances are they've probably driven all of them, uh, and, they, and they're picking the one that they think has the best chance. So, um, yeah, especially like in a big stake race or something like that, I think it's important. Okay. All right. Well, let's put your handicapping expertise to work here. Uh, all right. Tonight is a uh, big card of racing at uh, Woodby Mohawk Park. You've got uh, two eliminations for the Fan Hanover for the three-year-old fillies. You got two eliminations for the uh, Pepsi North America Cup, and you've got uh, two eliminations for the Roses Are Red for the three-year-old uh, and up uh, uh, Philly Pacers and that. So uh, uh, let's uh, let's look at these eliminations. Let's start with the Fan Hanover. You got race two is uh, first, and then race three. So who do you like in there? Yeah, you know, race two, it really comes down to three horses. I think it comes down to the four treacherous, treacherous dragon who was third in the Breeders' Crown last year. And she's really come back uh, breathing fire. She looks really good. Come 
the, the local horse Prohibition Legal, um, who's 0 for 2 so far this year, but was dominant here last year. And the seventh Sea Silk, who's only tasted defeat twice in 13 starts. And uh, both those were in the Breeders' Crown last year, the elimination in the final. So I think you could pick any one of those. I'm going to take a shot with the local Philly Prohibition Legal. She was picked off uh, fairly late last week by Philly that, that was really raging with pace. But she also had post 11, which wasn't ideal, even though she did get a good trip. Um, she's a really high quality filly. I, I just think maybe she she hasn't she hasn't been her tightest for those first two starts. And uh, one of the reasons I like her tonight is it's going to be a rare instance where you get a good price on her. Right? She's usually one to nine, one to five racing against the local fillies. Um, she might be second or third choice in this race, so I'm going to side with her. Okay. All right. Now let's uh, go to the uh, Pepsi North America Cup uh, eliminations. Uh, they're race uh, race four and race eight. Who do you like in those? Uh, again, I'm gonna I'm gonna go local in race four. Stonebridge Helios had a had a very kind of almost like a bizarre trip last week, in that um, he was unleashed in the second quarter to take control of the race. Made a, a brief three wide move. He he paced a 26 flat second quarter, Larry, which is incredibly fast. Kind of softened him up late in the lane. Um, Stonebridge Helios does his best work when he's closing uh, in the stretch, so coming from behind. And, um, I, you know, I think he might just be loaded turning for home in this race. The obvious horse is Pebble Beach, um, but he got a soft trip on the front end here last week in the Sun Beach somewhere, and he ran out a little bit in the stretch, which which means uh, when they straightened out to turn for home in the, in the stretch drive, he drifted out several lanes, which... Um, isn't really a good sign. Uh, can he win the race? Obviously he can. He's a very good horse. But um, I don't think I'd take a short price on him coming off that and, and seeing what I saw there. And the number six night hockey has been really impressive so far this year. Um, he had, a, he had a, a grinding first over win in 148-4 and four last time. This is going to be a really good race. But I'm looking for a Stonebridge Helios upset for the locals. Okay. And then race eight, which is the second elimination, there's a little bit of a, a sub-story to that because uh, – yeah. Beach Glass, who was driven by Paul McDonnell uh, up until last week, is being driven by Yannick Jingra tonight. Yeah, and Beach Glass is my top pick mostly because of that. I think um, he's a very good colt. Uh, my gut tells me he's going to fire a really big race in the second start back. And, and something else that I read this morning in uh, Harness Racing Update, which is probably the best harness racing publication out there, uh, Brent McGrath said that he had some sickness beach class and uh, he said that um, you know he, he wanted to get an extra race into him um, before last week but he said he'd he would have rather raced him short than race him sick so that kind of tells you that he, he believes he wasn't fully cranked last week he really should have won the race with the trip he had mm -hmm. um, but uh, you know no disrespect to Hall of Famer Paul McDonnell, who's done it all in this sport, but at this stage of his career at 59, he's not Yannick Jingra, right? So yeah. um, I, I'm taking Beach Glass on top there. The six horse, I did it my way. He beat older foes uh, doing it the hard way at Paris, Philadelphia last time, and it's it's not easy for a three-year-old to beat older horses this early in the season. And he took a new life's mark, too. He looks like he's peaking, so he would be my other horse for the exactor in that race. And you have to consider Magical Arthur as well. He's the improving horse. He was a two-move horse last week. He left, and then he closed in the stretch, right? And he's got better and better. Yep, yep. Uh, he, he's definitely, and, and Trevor Henry, I mean, he won this race last year. So he's kind of got ice in his veins when it comes to racing in these big races. Uh, Magical Arthur was, was impressive last week. He chased down Beach Glass, right? So 
you, you can't toss him, and, and he's going to be a good price again. I don't think he's going to. He'll probably be somewhere between the six, eight, ten to one range again if you like him. Okay, and then I guess we have the two eliminations. Quickly, let's talk about the roses are red, which is a race six and race seven. Yeah, you know uh, the two horses that I picked on top in, in these races could be a clash of the titans next week in race six. You got Test of Faith, last year's Dan Patch Horse of the Year. Um, she had a perfect tightener for this on May 21st. That she did lose in that race. That was, and she's only lost five times in 28 races. She stands out in race six. You got the local local mare so much more. Um, uh, nothing went right for her in her most recent start in London. So you could put a line through that. She should be in the exactor. And race seven, Lion Sentinel. Um, she comes off a terrific tune-up win. Where if you've seen this replay, uh, she looked like she didn't really have much of a chance turning for home, and she was just airborne at the wire. So, you know, I think um, they're probably going to win their eliminations, and it's going to be a great race next week with those two facing each other. Okay, and it's important to note too that the elimination winners get to select their post positions in the final. That's right, and yeah. so there's there's definitely uh, impetus to, to be kind of going all out to win because if you don't get to choose your post, you could end up in the ten hole, which is uh, pretty much no hope land. Okay. Well, before we let you go, let's talk about the uh, free-for-all tonight, uh, which is almost a stakes race in itself, right? Yeah. Um, they just recently changed the condition of this race. So to try and attract more horses, they made it that for every entrant, they add $6,500 to the purse. So you got a $65,000 free-for-all up here, which is, I think, some kind of record. Um so uh, on that note, I really think they're going to be they're going to be racing, and and I like a horse in here, Enavant, the number six, um, in his in his 2022 debut last week, he closed in 52 and three his back half, which is incredibly fast, and he could do no better than fifth because the early pace was slow. Um, I really think he gets to chase bigger fractions, faster fractions here, and I'm going to give him a call to upset for 65,000. Okay. Well, we're counting on you tonight. You know that? So, uh, uh, Garnet, thanks for doing this. Uh, good luck with your picks, and uh, we'll have you on again because you're a friend of the show. Larry, the pleasure is always mine. Uh, come on anytime you need, and uh, hopefully I uh, tip a couple of winners at least for your listeners. Okay, great. Thanks. After the break, Larry Simpson looks at some racing action today around North America, including Woodbine Mohawk Park, the Meadowlands, and of course some racing at several other North American tracks. So make sure that your HPI accounts and Dark Horse app are ready to work overtime today. Stick with us for Larry's coveted Ponies Picks of the Day, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. We'll be right back. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Discover a new breed of excitement with Live Horse Racing. Ontario Racing represents 15 racetracks where you can experience the excitement of thoroughbred, standard bred, and quarter horse racing. To find the racetrack nearest you, go to OntarioRacing.com. New to betting? Check out our Betting 101 page and learn about the HPI Bet Wagering platform and the Dark Horse app the best and safest online betting options. Get your horsepower at OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing, three breeds, one vision. 
The Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association of Ontario, the HBPA, has represented thoroughbred owners and trainers at Woodbine and Fort Erie racetracks since 1950. The HBPA promotes the exchange of ideas to further advance, market, and preserve live racing in Ontario while offering new thoroughbred ownership opportunities. Membership to the HBPA is free for owners and trainers. For more information on the HBPA of Ontario, please visit our website at hbpa.on.ca. Lymphoma Canada and Ponies 24-7 recommend that you don't horse around with lymphoma. Lymphoma affects the lymphatic system of both horses and humans, and currently there are over 100,000 Canadians living with the disease. Lymphoma is also the most common cancer diagnosis for adolescents and young adults. Visit lymphoma.ca slash ponies to donate to the Don't Horse Around with Lymphoma campaign. With your help, we can promote early detection, assist newly diagnosed patients, and support lymphoma research. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. All right, then, before we wrap up our show, of course, what would Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, be without a couple of possible betting opportunities and potential betting gems as Larry gives us his Ponies Picks of the Day, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. Larry, make us some money. I'm going to try. I'm going to try. It's uh, tough sketting out there. or I guess it's tough sledding. It's the sledding or skating, whatever it is, it's a challenge. Well, it's it's hot weather now, so you don't really sled in the hot weather, do you? <laughs> no, I, don't, I hope not. <laughs> okay, let's uh, let's start at uh, Woodbine. They have a ten race card today. Race six is a is a great maiden special weight for fillies and mares, three year olds and up. It's at a mile and a sixteenth on the turf on the inner turf course, and it's a purse of one hundred and twenty three thousand two hundred dollars. Uh, there's a full field of eleven plus two also eligibles. So uh, should be a great betting race. Number six, Secretary of the Nile. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Uh, she debuted on May 21st at a mile and a 16th, but it was on the Tapita, and she finished second to a runaway impressive winner. Uh, this filly is well-bred for turf and should improve tons on the surface today. Uh, I also like the fact that on June 3rd, Secretary of the Nile had a nice 59-2 and two breezing work and uh, picks up leading jockey Kimura today, who is winning at a 22% average. So you got to like the fact that you get a live jockey going on and 59-2 uh, and two breezing work since uh, five furlongs since the last start. Uh, that's uh, something to like. So there's lots to like with this girl. Uh, who's 9-2 to two in the morning line, and I like that as well, but I, I don't know whether we'll get 9-2 to odds when the horses go in the gate, but uh, fingers crossed, eh? And uh, I think uh, this horse looks very live today. So race six, Woodbine. Number six, Secretary of the Nile. And, um, and as you said, that's a good name. It's a very good name. And next? Okay. Gulfstream Park has a 14 race card today. We haven't been at Gulfstream for a while, so no. I thought uh, uh, we would try it. So uh, race eight is an 8,000 claiming event for a purse of $8,000. It's a one and one mile sixteenths on the uh, Tapita surface. Number one, Vandalea has taken a big drop in class from the 16,000 claiming to the 8,000 claiming level today. Looks to be coming around to a, a good winning race. 
She was laid off from January to April, and her last race on May 22nd was her best since this uh, layoff. In that race at today's distance and on, on the Tapita, Bedelia made a three-wide bid for the lead and then just flattened out, which is usually a good sign that the horse is rounding into form. Uh, she flattened out to finish fourth. Um, so certainly that she's coming up to a big race. And I like the fact that a friend of the show, Chantel Sutherland, oh, yeah. who's been riding very well at Gulfstream lately, uh, shouldn't hurt the cause today for Vidalia. So Gulfstream Park, race eight, number one, Vidalia. Oh, and I should add, Vidalia also has a win and a second on the tapita surface. So you usually oh, look for a horse. Okay. You know, we've talked in past uh, shows, you know, what have they done at the distance? What have they done at the surface? Well, this horse has uh, got a win and a second on the uh, on the tapita surface. That's a good gem. Up next. Okay. Uh, Santa Anita has a 10 race card today. And uh, race one is a maiden special weight for two-year-old fillies. It's at uh, five furlongs on the dirt for a purse of $67,000. There's actually uh, quite a few first-time starters in here. One of them is number five, Vegas Magic. Makes his first start for trainer Doug O'Neill. Comes into today's race with two back-to-back five furlong works, which we like. And Vegas Magic is out of a a stakes-winning dam. And also, you got to like the fact that trainer O'Neill has had great success with firsters. And he's already won two two-year-old races this meet with debuting two-year-olds. So you got hot trainer, horse that's very well-bred, and I think this horse should, providing it gets out of the gate, mm. she gets out of the gate, uh, should have a big shot. So race one, number five, Vegas Magic. Anything else? The Meadowlands, they have a 13 race card tonight. Uh, race four is a one-mile trot for three-year-olds, a purse of $14,500. Uh, number four, Penelope J makes her third start off the layoff and finished a good second against the same class in her last start. Penelope J has taken betting action in both her two starts this year and looks like she's an improved filly as a three-year-old. She had a light campaign last year at two, including some stakes action, and she looks to be sitting on a win tonight. So... The Meadowlands, race four, number four, Penelope J. And I look at the Belmont today, and I keep thinking it's going to be a real showdown between Mo Donegal and Rich Strike coming down the stretch. I think it will be, but I've got to stick with my with my Mo. Uh, <laughs> I, You've been on this horse for weeks. Well, I bet him in the futures for the Kentucky Derby, and you know he he did race well in the Kentucky Derby. Yeah. He was very wide. And I, I said right after the derby, and I saw the head-on shot, and I saw him away almost off the camera. He was so wide. I said, this horse was closing, and he just missed fourth by a mm-hmm. tiny little bit. So I think this horse was being prepped. They missed the Preakness with him. They've trained him well. Todd Pletcher, he's trained a good horse or two in, in, his, uh, just uh, a few. in his career. Just a few. And I think he had this horse targeted for the Belmont all the way along. It's his home turf. Uh, the horse race as well in, in, on the New York surfaces. And I think the mile and a half distance is just going to hit him right between the eyes. And uh, I, I 
said, I'm sticking with him. I'm not going to sway away. No, no, no. I, I agree. Yep. And a special shout out to our friend Mark at the Fans of Horse Racing. Always appreciate what you do. As always, thank you for joining us for this edition of Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Uh, just a reminder, if you'd like to receive a free digital copy of an issue of Ponies 24-7, the magazine, email Larry Simpson at theponies247experience at gmail.com. Don't forget about the Ponies 24-7 Lymphoma Canada campaign. Don't horse around with lymphoma. For more information on this, go to the landing page, lymphoma.ca slash ponies. As even though the silent auction's over, you can still donate to the cause. Stick around with 105.9 of the region all weekend long. The legend Ann Romer's up next with the Feed York Region's only magazine show. We'll be back here Monday morning. Thanks for listening. Take care. Enjoy the races. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine with Jim Lang and Larry Simpson has been brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Tune in next Saturday morning at 8 for more on the world of horse racing. This is 105.9 The Region.